Hey, what's up? It's Abby. Welcome to this week's mini episode. This week, me and my mom are breaking down the episode we released on Tuesday, where one of the major issues in our interviewee's relationship was that her boyfriend or now ex-boyfriend's mom was just a little too involved in the relationship. A lot of the questions I'm going to be asking are going to be geared towards women who have relationships with men and kind of want to figure out how to navigate the mother-son dynamic. But this is also a conversation for anybody who just wants to hear from a mom who has two kids dating and give a parental perspective on what it's like to watch your child find their life partner. If there's a certain part of the interview that you're most interested in, you can check the episode description and look at the timestamps to see when you can skip to. Hello, mommy. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Are you nervous? A little. Mommy's a little nervous, which is funny because she's, I mean, I talk for a living, but mommy is chattier than I am. (laughs) So I'm a little surprised to see you uh, clam up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay, so mom, after listening to this episode and hearing about how involved this mom was in the relationship, the ex-boyfriend was telling her a lot of really personal details that I don't think any girlfriend would want their boyfriend to tell their mom. Do you think she was valid in any point of the relationship? Like when she asked her interviewee to apologize for sleeping with someone else while they weren't together? They were on a break. They were broken up. Why do you think a mom would want that kind of apology? Yeah, I mean, that. unfortunately, there are some very controlling, irrational women out there. Why do you think they want to control the relationship? It's prob- They probably want to control everything in their lives. They're probably, probably one of those drama people who are all about the drama and all about the, you know, being right in the middle of everything that's going on. And, and then there may be some of that not wanting to lose her son kind of a thing. Very unhealthy. Good thing they're broken up. Yes. When Ben has had girlfriends, do you feel sort of like you're losing him? When I had Ben, I knew when he turned 18 that I would lose him because boys grow up and they just, well, you can call it sexist, whatever. In my traditional upbringing, boys grow up and they become men and they go off and they, not that they would shun their family. They need you less. Whereas your daughter grows up, I'm not saying you need me more. You will experience the same things that I experienced. So I am a, a resource for you in terms of, hey, well, what about when you first met dad and when you got engaged and when you got married and you had your baby? Ben and I won't have those same experiences. So I don't like to look at him finding a a mate as me losing him because I feel like in a way I already have. So what I hope is him finding a mate actually brings us closer together because she and I will hopefully experience things that you and I will experience, which will then by osmosis (laughs) will include Ben. (laughs) Can you define osmosis for the people? Do you know what that means? You know what I mean? Like, by you know. (laughs) What do you mean you feel like you've already lost him? I I, I tell people that when when I had a son, I started grieving my emptiness with him day one. Mm-hmm. So every birthday, even though it was happy, yeah, he's eight, oh, he's nine. Mm-hmm. To me, it just got closer to him being 18 and him leaving and not needing me mm-hmm. in the way that I knew my daughter would need me because I knew I needed my mom more. Not in a dependent way, but more in a, just in a um, mentor way that we could share things that Ben and I won't share. Do you think that's why moms are typically clingier to their sons? 100%. It's not even, it's 100%. It's not even a question. I mean, there is that poem and I'm not going to be able to remember it now. Um, (laughs) You can ad-lib it. Your daughter's your daughter all of your life. Your son is your son till he takes a wife. Now, that just contradicts what I said because I don't, I think it's more till your son turns 18. Yeah. And I'm hoping that when he takes a wife that he now is experienced, he now will then experience the Mm -hmm. things that I've experienced, you know, a marriage and a family and children. Well, that's uncommon because I feel like a lot of women see the wife almost as a threat. You know, that makes me very sad and a friend of mine, we're actually just having this conversation because, you know, when she 
talks to her daughter about uh, mother-in-laws, they joke, oh, we just want a Mrs. Murphy because that I've expressed that I want a daughter-in-law to love. And she has not been blessed. This mother-in-law is very possessive, very, that's her family. You are my family, which makes me very sad. I mean, instead of um, a bigger family and more joy and just exponentially better, she's now created a riff between the son now feels like he has to choose. And I understand that. And it makes me sad. He, of course, now he has to choose his wife and set that boundary. And I don't understand women like that, but I, I do know that they're they are out there. Well, I can empathize with the feeling of that. Like, I can look at that and see how that is hard. What, you expect him to not get married? You what know you what I mean? Do? Well, and why are you going to make the situation worse? You're making it worse. You could have it all. You could have your son and a daughter. But now you, you've created this dynamic where no one wants to be around you. You've cut your nose off to spite your face, basically. What do you think about mothers and sons having close relationships in the sense that his mom would be sort of a confidant where he would share personal information about his relationship with his girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever? What I think about that is it honestly depends on the mom because there are different, obviously, different types of mom because there are different types of women. And there are some women who give that information to and they're going to use it for evil. And some women you give that information to and they will try to help the son work it out. So I, I don't think there's one right answer for every mom. I really think it depends on the mom. I think definitely in this case, I felt like the mom was using it as a manipulation tactic in the relationship. And maybe this is sort of a sexist thing to say, but we kind of felt like it was weird for a mom and a son to have that kind of relationship. Because I feel like for me and you, I will tell you things because it's just kind of like a female relationship to have. But mm-hmm. it felt weird that a son would be that close to his mom. Do you, what do you think about that? Well, I can see that for sure. But I do think there are some moms and sons who have very close, healthy relationships. Now, maybe are those few and far between? Maybe. I have found with my own son, he is pretty closed. He'll he'll go through periods of being very closed and then he'll dump a lot of stuff, be very closed off, and then he'll have to, you know, feel like he has to tell you things. And I also feel like when you're in a relationship with somebody, it's your responsibility a little bit to protect them because everybody gets in fights and everybody, you know, has bad moments in a relationship. So I think that sometimes you have to stop and go, well, let me not bash this person because hopefully tomorrow is going to be a better day and I don't want everyone to be think these awful things because I'm in a, you know, a bad state with the person now. I think that's a good point. And I think that's something like, you know, I'm really looking forward to, you know, when we go to like family events, it's nice to have someone that you feel like is in your corner. So it's so isolating if you feel he's teaming up with the mom against you. Yes. And it just kind of, there's no good foundation there. I, I agree. Now, I agree there probably are some boys who, yes, are mama's boys and going to run to mommy to have mommy fix everything. And that then that should be a red flag to the girl. When do you think you should hold your tongue mm-hmm. when talking about a fight versus actually getting something that's going to be helpful for that Well, and that goes back to what I was saying before, kind of like with your family, like I can talk bad about my family, but you can't talk about, you know, you feel like you have to a little bit protect your family. And so I would like you to think about that in terms of your spouse. Like, okay, I'm really mad at him. If I say this, is it now is my mom going to remember this for the next 50 years when we, you know, don't get a divorce or whatever? I would like to think that you could tell me anything if you felt like you needed to tell me to be able to reconcile. I don't, do I, do I want to sit and bash, sit and have a, a bash session about your spouse or your, or your brother's spouse? No. But if you feel like you needed advice or support, then I would hope that, yes, 
that you could tell me, tell me anything to make it better. So drawing from the episode from this week, Mm -hmm. the girl that we talked to, her mom said, you know, if you don't like your boyfriend, partner, husband's mother, that really is kind of a deal breaker. You're gonna have to deal with this woman for the rest of your life. Do you think a person's difficult family would be a reason to break off the relationship? No, I don't. No, no. Now, is that sad? And does it make your life harder? Obviously, but I don't think it's the the child, I call it the child's fault, but your partner's fault that their parents are difficult. Now, if your partner is not willing to hear you out Mm -hmm. and and how you feel about this is going to be difficult for me with your family because of this, then that's the problem. Having said that, if he acknowledges his parents are difficult, but still loves and respects them, then I feel like you have to acknowledge that also and understand that and help him. Yes, I understand they're difficult, but we still need to see them twice a year. What if you feel like their family has shut you out? Oh, gosh. Well, again, I think it goes back to you and your partner. What is your partner's role in that? How does your partner feel about that? Does he feel like you've done something to alienate the family? Does he feel like, yeah, my family is being too hard on you? But I will say there are some crazy women out there, so <laughs> you have to watch that with some mother-in-laws. And, I, you, and, and you, you are lucky if you get a good one. I think if you would ask me, you know, like, let's say when I was 18, you know, do you think your partner's family matters? I would have been like, no, I don't care. But now I'm like, oh, wait, that's it's such a blessing to be able to have a family that you don't. 100%. One that you can just get along with, but mm-hmm. also like if they are like an asset mm-hmm. to your life, you know, if they got a boat, they got a nice country house. <laughs> I mean, these are things to think about. These are assets we need to acquire. Oh, dear. Well, um, how about just nice? Just <laughs> You will find as you get older, you will just be happy that they are a nice, loving family. My standards are lowering and lowering every day. <laughs> Lower, l- l- nice and loving is not a low standard. No, I mean, not that, but you know, know, every I, single I day know. we take a chip off the old block. Mm. I think as you get older, it's not a lowering of standards, as you say. I think it's more of a just honing in on really what's important. That's fair. Let's say a girl is listening right now. She is having some conflicting feelings, whether it be with their partner's dad or mom or maybe even like their brother, some kind of family situation that they're kind of out of control in. How do you think they should handle that? Because it's, of course, the obvious thing is to be like, well, just talk to them and then figure it out. How do you think you even go about that kind of conversation? Unfortunately, some people you can't, you, you, you won't be able to make things better. Again, it goes back to your relationship with that, sadly, the person who's in the middle, your partner, and the other members of the family. If, if you feel like you have a solid relationship with your partner and, and you keep doing the right thing and they don't reciprocate, well, then you've done what you can do. But I think you also have to respect that they are his family and you have to respect how he feels about dealing with the situation. Having said that, in return, he needs to respect you in terms of your feelings. If they're treating you poorly, if they're treating you poorly, he needs to acknowledge that and either intervene or set the boundaries with them and you. Okay, so I know a bunch of people are probably meeting their boyfriend or girlfriend's families for the first time because we're getting into the holidays. Kind of spinning off from this week's episode, I do want to talk about when you meet your person's uh, fam for the first time. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, like, from your perspective, mm-hmm. obviously, I've never brought anybody home. Let's say I do bring somebody home. What's something, what's one character trait that you're looking for in them? Like, what do you think every mom wants in their son or daughter-in-law? Oh, wow. Um, probably for me, kind is the is the first thing that I would think of. Just a kind person, easygoing, and also don't go sit in the corner and just want to talk to you, mm-hmm. you know, and me and Abby and not trying to become a part of the family dynamic. Is there any way you think somebody can show kindness? I mean, obviously come in and just show basic decency to, to everyone and just be chatty, but like what what's one thing that would make someone stand out to you? Well, no, I just think being interested or being helpful or like, like you said, if it's the holidays and it's Thanksgiving and everybody's has a role in what's going on during 
during the day to, you know, to feel like I would like to feel like you would want to be a part of that. And I would I would want to include you. And then I would want you to um, want to be included. I'm curious if you have any personal stories of maybe meeting a boyfriend, whether it was back in high school mm-hmm. or way, way, way back in the day where maybe you felt like you messed up or maybe you had a difficult altercation with a mother. Oh, gosh. Mm. With dad's parents, I think they were just so happy he brought someone up. <laughs> Timmy's a cat. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I have to say, my mom and his parents, for the most part, were very good about, like you said before, boundaries and mm-hmm. maintaining those boundaries. So, no, I never had, and I only had one other boyfriend before before your dad, and they were very easy breezy, so. Yeah, let's say one of us gets a partner that you just really don't like this person That's for whatever reason. really be a problem. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you wouldn't be irrational about it, but I mean, I feel like there's levels to it. There's maybe, oh, I just don't feel mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Stacy is right for Ben. 100%. And then there's like, oh, this person is actually an uh, issue for our family. Right. Well, Detrimental too. I'm, yeah. I'm curious how you would go about it in these different situations. So let's start with point A. Mm-hmm. Let's say mm-hmm. I bring home Jonathan mm-hmm. and you would just kind of go, I don't really like Jonathan's like right for you. There's nothing wrong with him. He's very kind. He's right. cleaning the kitchen at Thanksgiving, but I just, <laughs> just kind of feel like he's not for you. What do you do in that situation? Honestly, I got to tell you, I may say, it, say something once, but I'm not you're an adult. My role now is if you want my advice, I'm going to give it to you. And then beyond that, unless he's hurting you or dragging you down or becoming a different person, I feel like my role is just to be there if I need to pick up the pieces. It'll make me sad and and I will express it. I will tell you probably, Mm -hmm. but then there's no reason for me to keep saying it. I don't know if I would call it harder than point B, which we'll get to in a second, because there's nothing wrong, but it's sort of, because you, you, when you think about, you know, getting the right person, you kind of think, that, oh, like, mm-hmm. we will go to Gator games together. Right. And if you kind of see them as not a fit, it's just kind of like this weird gray area. So let's talk about point B. Let's say I bring home, I bring home James and James is just like real ratchet. You just do not like James. Mm-hmm. What do you do about that? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, are you still going to be as off hands about it? Or are you going to be like, you need to break up with this man? Well, I Or mean, threaten to not pay for the wedding? Oh dear. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on what he's doing. Is he, you know, doing drugs? Is he hurting you? Is mm-hmm. he? What would you say is the first line? Like, if he was rude to dad, said something mean to Ben. Mm, oh, if he's just a jerk. If he, So you let's mean, say he's a jerk. What would you do? I'm going to hope that whatever the good you you are seeing in him, he's going to grow up. Mm. At, you know, and maybe we can help him grow up if he's just a jerk. But if he's hurting people's feelings, then I may have to have a conversation with you and say, you know, you're going to have to have a conversation with him. Don't bring James to Christmas. He wants that nice present. He better start <laughs> being nice. Anything else you think the people should know? Families are hard. Yeah. Families are hard. And I will also say families are a learning process mm-hmm. and and people are flawed and people are not perfect. So I do think grace needs to be given to everyone and forgiveness and realize his mom, his dad, his sister, his brother and you are not going to always do the right thing. You're going to say dumb stuff. They're going to say dumb stuff. But as long as you keep growing together and apologizing or really trying to work towards the common goal of, of being a family, then that, that then that's what you want. In my, in my mind, I, I, I do think that people need to cut each other some slack as you grow together because it is a new thing. This mom's losing her son or her daughter, the dad's losing her daughter or however people may view it in these Freudian terms. You know, I think everybody needs to try to see everybody's perspective. Thank you so much for listening to this week's mini episode. I know my mom will be so happy that you made it to the end. Speaking of moms, next week's mini episode is going to be with TikToks at So My Mom's a Therapist. You've definitely seen her on your For You page a couple of times. She has incredible advice. We're going to be talking about really 
relationship issues that happen typically around the holidays, like meeting your partner's parents for the first time or dealing with a breakup or just being mad that you're single during a time where you're surrounded by friends and family and lots of love. If you have any questions you want me to ask her, feel free to DM me on Instagram. My handle's in the episode description. You can check out the trailer for next week's full episode that comes out on Tuesday. I will see you then.